0: Welcome back to the Rise Up Club. If you are new here, then you need a little background knowledge. So I've been a hairstylist for almost five years now, and today's guest I actually met in my chair. I've been doing her hair for a little over two years now, and Karina has been one of my favorite people to do their hair. Like, I love our conversations. Um, I have loved getting to know her and, and her daughters and every bit of our relationship professionally, but also on the outside. Um, the mutual support. Um, she's been so, so supportive of this podcast. But since I started, I wanted to have her on because I feel like she has so much to share. Karina has been a big part of the entertainment industry for majority of her life. She started acting at a very young age, um, got into modeling and all the good stuff. So over the years has, you know, developed her or started her own production agency, Tallulah Films. She's been a writer for the Rolling Stones magazine. Um, she has her own podcast, Coffee with Karina, which is awesome. She wrote a book on the stars of Nashville. She's done just about everything you could do. (laughs) So I wanted to have her on because I feel like there is a connotation that comes with the entertainment industry that is competitive and brutal and harsh and, uh, difficult to make it in and she is one of the top percenters who did it you know and who is doing it and it's been really awesome getting to know her on a personal level as my client and chatting about you know the day-to-day life things and seeing what this is actually like behind the scenes and kind of change the way that I see actresses and those in the entertainment industry and kind of understanding it a little bit more the kind of work that goes into it and um it's, it's been a while since I've heard her story of how it got started, so you're going to hear a little bit of that today, but I really wanted her to be able to give a little insight into how to handle the rejection and where that confidence comes from and kind of give some words of wisdom, whether you're someone who wants to break into the entertainment industry or not, if you're wanting to do something competitive or something that most people dream of and are having a hard time with maybe feelings of inadequacy or being reluctant as to starting, or maybe you've started and it's not going as well as you thought it would, hopefully you can draw some inspiration from Karina's story and everything that she's done today. So without further ado, I'm going to pass over the mic to her, and hopefully you can take something and be inspired by the end of this episode to take that leap. So here she is, Karina Michelle. So I've known you for a little over two years now, which is kind of crazy. Like I did the math and I was like, it's actually been a hot minute. Um, but it's been a while since I've heard your story of how you kind of got started in the entertainment industry. Um, so could you kind of tell me, walk me through the starts of all of the, the things that you've you're doing now, but how did it first come about? I get to that point.
1: Yeah. Um, my God, it's so crazy. Even like thinking back, my mom is actually here right now. So we were talking about it last night. Like it started, I mean, I knew I wanted to be like an actress and then, you know, production when I was three years old, I used to watch TV
0: mm-hmm. and I was
1: like, I want to do what they're doing, you know? And they were like, okay. Right. Um, but I guess, and I did theater and stuff like that when I was younger, but i um, trying to think probably when I was in middle school, um, hmm. that's when I really kind of was like, okay, you know, I want to start doing this. So I was probably like 13 or something like that. So I went, my parents were like, okay, you can go to modeling school, but I didn't learn a whole lot about modeling. <laughs> I learned a little bit, right. <laughs> but it wasn't as much as I wanted to do, but it like definitely like built confidence and it was really good for me to go to that. Um, mm-hmm. and then my mom just would take me to auditions. She was great. You know, she took me to all these auditions and, that was i was so like headstrong about like that's what i wanted to do and all that so mm-hmm. and we were living in ohio at the time so she would take me um like an hour to auditions or to like classes and stuff so wow. i'm lucky like my parents were both like really supportive mm-hmm. um yeah so it started like that and then I'm trying to think i had headshots done by a local photographer that was in like my town in ohio and it was really super random. Like he actually ended up sending them to New York mm-hmm. and like um, Ford models there, which was like one of the biggest ones. And they got back to him right away. And they were like, can she be here in two weeks for this supermodel of America contest? And it was crazy. So it was yeah. like a whirlwind. And then we ended up, I was, I think I was like, I think I, think I was like 16 at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was young and I was like, let's do it. And then just kind of snowballed from that. Going on you know and I got more work but yeah. that was like a big like we did like this um uh what do you call it like a talk show we all went on a talk show in New York City mm-hmm. it was like I was like thrown in I'm like whoa what's going on you know, yeah boy like shows and we were on tv and all that but I was it was down to six girls I think from like 10,000 across the country for this contest that they just kind of like put me in and um, right. <laughs> I didn't win there was another girl at one but I think I may have had the longest career if that makes sense so I'm happy right but um but yeah and yeah. then cut to now I guess at one point I know I was doing a lot of acting that I told you about in LA TV and film and then I moved here because there was like a there was a writer strike then and that was like oh when was that probably like 12 years ago and then I moved here and I decided you know I, I missed it. I wanted to still work in the industry so I was doing producing and then it kind of got to me starting my own company, which I was really nervous about. And I remember asking my husband, like, are people going to think I'm crazy? You know, I'm like this model actress. Right. Is this going to be OK? Because it was so it just seems so crazy to me. You know, there weren't a lot mm-hmm. of like women producers that started their own company. And then, um, yeah, I mean, it's been the last like few years and it's it's going great. It's going well. So
0: Right. So. I know even just in the last two years of knowing you, every time I see you, there's a new project, whether it's a documentary or you're writing or you're getting back into doing the podcast. And Mm -hmm. so being kind of a jack of all trades, did you feel like going from acting and kind of starting in those different, uh, what's the word, I guess, niches of the entertainment industry, do you Mm -hmm. feel like there was like a lot of resistance to that, like from whether it's other mm-hmm. you know people reaching out to you sending you scripts and you're yeah. like oh i don't really want to mm-hmm. act right now did you feel like there was a lot of pressure mm-hmm. to stay in, in one niche like, area of the industry
1: yeah um, i guess with here's the thing though with doing one thing it's not all the time so like mm-hmm. with the acting even in la you know i worked pretty consistently i was really lucky to do that over like i think i was there like 11 years or whatever but there's always downtime you know, mm-hmm. and in that downtime, I'm like, I love to be busy and doing different creative things. So in that downtime, it's great if you can do other things. Like a lot of actors do that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, actor, producer, you know, and they host or whatever it is. But but yeah, sometimes I think it's I think today I notice it more like, um, you know, I'll, I'll have more offers come through because of like, you know, the things that have been more successful or people, you know, know who you are and that type of thing but Mm -hmm. I have to know a lot. I think I was telling you that last time. So that was something, especially in the last couple of years, you know, even with community um, projects, which I love doing that, you know, the local stuff. But it's Mm -hmm. like, I have to be like, okay, I don't have the time to do this. And do I have the energy and, you know, what's going to be needed to make it as good as it can be? Or should I just say, you know, I'm sorry, but, you know, someone else is going to have to do it. So, yeah, so that's, that's hard sometimes, especially if I really, you know, Want to do it? You know, I really like the cause or the charity or whatever. Right, but yeah. otherwise, it works out. And with the podcast, I mean, you know, I've taken little breaks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you know,
1: I hate right. it. Um, but we just did one like recently, and I brought along a friend. Actually, and other friends came, and we just kind of made it a big party for this country oh, nice. thing. Did you hear about that? Oh yeah, yeah. I did. So yeah it's like a local thing so we we covered that and that episode is going to be out this week but it was kind of like a different twist on it so i think Mm -hmm. like just doing it you know where it's not so i think when i started i was like okay it has to be like this and everything has to be perfect but with a podcast you can kind of experiment a little bit sometimes Mm -hmm. and do you know it can kind of evolve i guess over time and so that's where that's at right now
0: right so the last time I saw you and I want you to tell the story again, because I love it. We talked about vision boards and you were telling me kind of about. Wait, okay. You're going out a little bit. Can you hear me? Okay.
1: Oh. Yeah. Okay. We're back.
0: We're good. Okay.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I didn't. Hear that <laughs> um, much, but...
0: <laughs> no, that's okay. Um, so last time I saw you, we were talking about vision boards and you were telling me a story about a vision board that you had when you were young and, as your career progressed, like it slowly started coming true. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about that? Because I thought that was really cool. I've never wow. heard anything it's really cool. so, I guess, uncanny. Yeah. And then kind of creepy too. So
1: I've always been into right. this kind of like what people call woo woo stuff, whatever. I love it. I love that stuff. Um, so yeah. And I've always, I've probably for the past 20 years, I've always had a vision board just because I think it's when you identify, you know, what your goals are. It could be something you know subliminal, you know, in your subconscious or whatever. But um, just putting things on there, it you know keeps it fresh in your mind and you mm-hmm. know what what you're heading. But I looked at a picture of my room growing up. Um, I think it was right before I saw you. You're right. I realized <laughs> that the posters that I had in there, the bands that I had on the wall, even down to like this little chest, the one that I wrote Rolling Stone on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. funny. I'm the only person I told maybe one other person, right. And it was so funny because it was in nail polished I don't know if that makes it cooler oh or my not. god <laughs> <laughs> it was just like a, a on the you know a whim thing that I did but I used to love Rolling Stone I thought it was like the coolest thing ever but mm-hmm. um, I had this like old chest that I painted like the tongue you know the whole logo and everything and then yeah and the the, um, the posters like the pictures of people I realized I dated one of them and I'm still friends mm-hmm. with them for a while (laughs) I won't won't say who it is but right that was crazy and then um there was one of Christian Slater and I ended up that was kind of like on my mirror and just a Mm -hmm. little you know it was something at one of the proper magazines and I ended up seeing him in a tv show just him and I and I was thinking oh my gosh this is like a real live like 3d you know vision board oh and then I also had like a sunset From when my dad took me to California, like a, like Mm -hmm. a sign. And then I had a Nashville guitar. That was the other thing, the Nashville guitar. I was, and I wrote a book about Nashville stars. So it was great. Like all the stuff was there, you know, it's giving me Mm -hmm. chills actually talking about it. Yeah. It's almost like a premonition almost. Yes. And I feel like that happens a lot. It's like you have this like dream or something inside of you and you can kind of sense it. But for me, I mean, the biggest struggle was I didn't know, how to get to that point? That's what really bothered me, and I was like, okay, it's not like, you know, you go and get a degree in this, and then you, you know, and then you go that direction because that's, it does work for some people, but it doesn't really work in Hollywood, you know. So it was right. kind of like trial and error, and it was, you know, a lot of auditions and just doing the day to day stuff. But yeah, looking back, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's that's crazy that that actually yeah. happened. Yeah,
0: yeah, like you didn't realize that you were actually writing your story through those things and but I mean that's what what you surround yourself with is what comes into fruition so if you're surrounding yourself with you know you wake up every day and you're looking at these pictures of these actors or you know Rolling Stone and Nashville and all those things that you admire and you're looking at it every day that is subliminally what you expect for yourself to to kind of come into alignment with so yeah. i just think that's really awesome that i've never it, heard a story it, it, so like in alignment like that
1: yeah no it was wild for me just because i was like wow this is really nuts and then there was also i was a big new kids on the box fan so mm-hmm. but, uh, they're a great band yeah. but I ended, up, I ended up meeting them and so i have pictures with them now the whole thing is just bizarre but yeah it yeah. is it's cool looking back at it so i'm like how did, mm-hmm. did i know or did i did i manifest it i don't know i don't know it's weird
0: yeah it's awesome, though. <laughs> it works. It does. It so do is. you do you still, like, make vision boards, like, actively or? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm not as
1: into it as before, but, like, I have the same vision board. And when stuff, like, happens that's on it, I'll take it off and either throw it out or put it on the back or something. But I still do. And I'll do it probably, like, I don't know, two or three times a year I'll put stuff on there, you know. Right. Things. I think the last thing I put on there was what did I put? that I wanted to do a comedy. And I have a couple of friends that we've been talking about doing a movie. Because that's what I do. I do a lot of comedy stuff in LA. I loved it. Yeah. I love doing it. But it's been a while. Um, and what is, I think the real estate stuff. Because I do that for fun on the side once in a while. So.
0: Mm-hmm. I might
1: into right now.
0: Right. <laughs> Keep yourself busy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. What? so uh-huh. <laughs> what's that
1: oh I didn't say I'm nothing
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> um so yeah. uh, for someone who wants to break into I guess a competitive industry because I think we hear a lot of Oh, I could be an actor if I wanted to. And it's like, okay, so then why aren't you? And I think a lot of it is the confidence or the fear of rejection, which, I mean, you said you kind of just got thrown Mm -hmm. into it, which I think is the best thing that could have happened because you almost have to kind of just roll with it because there's no time to stop and think about, oh, am I good enough? Is it, you know, but what kind of advice Mm -hmm. would you give to someone who maybe didn't have that getting thrown into it from a young age kind of opportunity or even, it doesn't have to be the entertainment industry, but I think that's one of the, I guess, hardest that feels like a really far fetched mm-hmm. dream for a lot of people. What advice would you give to right. someone who wants to get into that kind of arena, but maybe is f- struggling with the fear of rejection or not coming out on top mm-hmm. right away?
1: Right. I think the best thing you can do, and I think I've heard Oprah Winfrey say this, she always says, Well, she says she doesn't believe in luck. I, I believe in luck, but I think you have to be prepared, you know, prep yourself for, so when that opportunity does arise that you're gonna be ready, you know? Mm-hmm. And I guess, what does that mean? So if you live in a small town, you know, and you wanna do acting, get involved with the theater there or, you know, maybe take some classes. I mean, with Zoom, you can do classes, you know, easily. Now, before right. it was like, I would have to drive and, you know, <laughs> put my mom right. through all yeah. yeah. I mean, the but Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah but as far as the rejection thing yeah i mean it's hard i remember first going and you'd think oh why didn't i why didn't i get that part you know you do an audition you do a great audition you know and you don't get it and that i think actors no matter like you know how long they've been in the business they you still deal with rejection sometimes but looking at it from the other side as a producer which is what i've been doing for the past you know 12 years or so it's a strange thing. Casting is a weird thing. So you can have someone come in and do an amazing audition, but if they're not what you pictured, you know, you don't, you're going to go with someone that didn't do as well of an audition sometimes. Maybe you're going to work with them a little bit more or whatever it takes, but it's just a weird thing. And I think it's just understanding that, that there's just things Mm -hmm. sometimes that are out of control. You know, you can't control if you look like the casting director's ex-wife or something, or he you doesn't, know, you know what I right. mean? You just don't know, so yeah. things like that. But the other thing is that just going on so many auditions over over that, like, you know, over a decade though, when I was there, it made me tough. You know, I think I told you this before. So going into business, you know, and you know, where you also hear, know a lot, you know, in the beginning mm-hmm. anyway, um, it just makes you a lot more resilient, you know, and you just kind of let it roll off and you go on to the next, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I've been lucky like the last couple of years um, I've had people coming to me, which I always wanted. I'm like, maybe I'll get to that point, you know, where people will be yeah. like, hey, I love this movie. So I'm lucky that's happening, but I still audition. I mean, there's still times right. you when know, like, I audition and everything. But But yeah, it's nice not to be doing so many a day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, crazy driving around and all that, but, but it did make me a stronger person, for sure.
0: Right. When you started, did you have any, like, reluctancy? Like, I know you said you were pretty certain from a young age that that's acting Mm -hmm. was what you wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. was there any, like, once you got into it and you saw what the industry's really like and maybe those challenges, were you at any point, like, wait, maybe this isn't it? Or were you always, like, you know, this is just a part of it and,
1: yeah so i'm a big believer in like timing too with everything mm-hmm. even now like if there was something recently that you know maybe it didn't work out or something and you have to i always think okay it's just not the right time or you know and i've seen that happen where it will happen later you know and where it's mm-hmm. meant to happen so um yeah so after that that content at the supermodel of america thing that we did um I was supposed to move to New York. So I ended up going there for a little bit and I decided, you know, I knew at that point I was young, I was 16, you know, mm-hmm. and I thought I wanted to stay at home. You know, I was very like family oriented then. And that was the only reluctancy I think I had. It just didn't mm-hmm. feel right. And I was a little, you know, like I love New York city, but I mean, being that young, and now I think the girls are right. younger. go there, So yeah. I'm glad that I didn't like throw myself in completely at that point. So I really waited, um, I would say I waited until I was like 20. I did some little things, you know, around, but like um, I waited till I was like 21 or 22, I think when I moved to LA and mm-hmm. then I really did it. Like I went all for it. and, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I think, that was the only thing. Just because it was so overwhelming, I mean, it was so overwhelming. You know, you have to be like so healthy, which is now kind of ingrained in me. You know, right. early on, but I was like, wait, these people have to go out and they have to like, you know, <laughs> eat all this healthy right. food. I want to eat this. <laughs> yeah. Like like that, but um, yeah, definitely more like, uh, what's the word? You just have to be like dedicated. You have to have, you know, your whole life really has to towards that but yeah I'm glad I didn't dive in at that point for sure yeah Yeah.
0: did anything in your career like start to change once you had kids like I know I've watched your husband's episode of Shark Tank and like I know a little bit about like why you guys started Fresh Patch and that whole thing but were you acting at that time or like no he started doing that or was that kind of his his time
1: no that was his his time so um, I'm trying to think. So we left LA when that writer's strike was going on. I think it was like 2010. And um, we, we sold everything. We drove two cars. We had everything we owned in those two cars that we drove cross country. And we're like, okay, we're going to Florida. I got a job at the, um, the morning show at Lifetime. And then, um, yeah, I was I was done. I mean, I was kind of sick of acting. I've been doing it forever. You know, you don't have a lot of control When you do acting stuff, you don't have control over what roles get sent to you and what things you do. And you, you know, I mean, you can say no to stuff, which I did a lot, actually, if I didn't like something, but, but as far as like, um, I don't have as much control as I do now, I guess, you know, it's like, I want to do a Christmas movie. Okay. I'll go look for that. But, but, um, yeah, I wasn't doing any acting. I didn't do any for like 10 years and then, yeah. And I was doing, actually, I didn't do any until January this year. And mm-hmm. I, I knew I wanted to get back into it when my kids got a little bit older, but I didn't know when. I didn't know how. I thought it might be like a Betty White situation, you know, like just start when I'm like, old. <laughs>
0: So I was like, I was down for that
1: too, but I didn't care. But they were kind of really adamant about, no, Karina, we want you in this movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, this has been a long time, you know. And yeah. the other producer is Vincent De Paul, and he's a good friend of mine too, and he he's also an actor in the movie and he's like no we need you in this so i was like okay let's do it and then i ended up loving it and doing like four other ones after that wow. so
0: yeah so it's been amazing yeah, so you year. took a little hiatus but
1: yep i got right back i was like well i'm, I'm in it again now so
0: yeah couldn't stay away <laughs>
1: yeah but yeah i wasn't That's i didn't do anything for a while so i didn't even know if i'd get back into it really i mean I had... right I hadn't really
0: thought about it, yeah. Yeah. I mean, doing the yard of course. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you love that at the worst times? Always. <laughs> I know. I have my mom with the dog. I'm like, take him somewhere else because like he'll hear the drop of a pin start barking. I'm like, you need to put him somewhere oh, because yeah. we'll hear him. <laughs> my the same. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, that's awesome. Yeah. I think um I think it's really scary to start in something like this, especially when you don't start young. I mean, you did, and but you had that vision. Yeah. And I think, you know, some people get really fortunate to have been given the vision or be enlightened to the vision when they're really young. And it, even in, like, mm-hmm. sports and things like that, you know, but that doesn't mean it's impossible to start when you're older, too. You just have to work maybe no, a little harder to build that confidence in it.
1: yeah. It's true. And I remember I had a great acting coach in LA, Jim Otis was his name. And I remember him telling me, this was like in my twenties, he's like, Karina, he's like, we got to get this. We got to get you, you know, studying because, you know, once you're out of your twenties, you know, you're probably not going to get a lot of roles. And it was kind of true. I get it, mm-hmm. but there are roles like for older, you know, than your twenties. It you know, there are, there are roles to fill in the movies and everything. But I think, like you said, it just comes down to like fear, you know? That's, I mean, mm-hmm. there's so many things. And I always say to my kids, I'm like, you know, why don't you want to do this? And if they say that they're afraid or fear, I'm like, well, it's not a good enough reason. Let's talk about it. And, you know, yeah. let's figure out how we can do it because, you know, you can, there's so many, I don't, on the other side of fear, there's just so much opportunity. And, you know,
0: right. So I
1: think everybody goes through that and people think, oh, you know, they do this and that, and they don't. They don't deal with that. with Like with the podcast, I thought everybody was going to be like, why is she doing this? Who They're going to be like, right. why, who, well, who does she think she is? You have know, to do it or whatever. But it, I don't know. I mean, it's just like things to go through your head. But yeah, but I just remember being bored and being like, well, you know, I have to do something. It was during COVID and that's right. happened. And yeah, but, but yeah, I try not to do it if I'm afraid. And I try and like work through it and figure out what the issue is like, why, would, you know, what am I afraid of? What's the worst thing that could happen? And usually, you know, it's nothing. It's just something you make up in your head or whatever. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something I ask constantly is, what's the alternative? So I'm scared and I'm not going to do it because I'm afraid of whatever. And they tend to be the most simplest things or or has something to do with everyone else and not really anything to do with ourselves. We're afraid of, like, the judgment. But the question of what's the alternative, I feel, has pushed me to do so many things because it's like the only alternative to not doing it is to live with the idea that this was something I wanted and I stopped myself because I, the worst that could happen was, I guess, more important to me than the actual accomplishment of the thing. And then you have to live with that for the rest of your life and, and say, oh, well, you know, I had this idea and something so small and silly stop me from doing it and i feel like that's a lot i'm more afraid of that than the fear of someone unfollowing me because they don't like the stuff i'm posting or they don't like my podcast right. it's like then don't listen to it you know so right, right. I, oh, think I think that's it's the scariest the thing yeah yeah and just
1: post like whatever whatever is you know true to you and then you'll attract right. that audience
0: yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah. well thank you for carving out the time to do this i know it's been <laughs> a while and trying to get on here together. But yeah, I'll pull you in later, but and I need to come in for some highlights. So I might text you. Yeah. After. Okay. Sounds <laughs> good.